Hi all, this is your host Sky, and boy am I excited that you've tuned in, because today's guest is one of my favorite people on the planet, Michael Galfetti. We're talking all about our college years, entering the job force, and so much more. Welcome to Beaming. I'm talking to Michael Galfetti, one of my favorite people in the world and someone that has grown alongside me for the past, what, like six, seven years? Yeah, it must be. Crazy. Thanks for talking to me, Michael, and sharing your life with everyone out there. How's it going? It's going good. Um we're recording on a federal holiday, so happy Indigenous Peoples Day. Mm-hmm. If you check my Instagram, you'll see I was at the pool. So, ah, <laughs> uh, looks so nice. You are soaking in that Mississippi sun, and we are, or I am not. <laughs> it's rainy here, but I'm glad you enjoyed your day. So, you had. The day off, do you want to introduce yourself and just tell us a little bit about, you know, what are you taking a day off from? What's your life like right now? Life right now is kind of like this because we're all living via Zoom. Um, So I have been uh, retreating to my parents' house in Mississippi. Um, I've been here for like two months now. And we're all getting along. Yay! <laughs> that is a blessing, I feel. As far as, like, work, I um, do some, like, communications consulting um, in D.C. Like, I mean, via remotely, I don't know. Time and space is all disrupted by COVID. But Agreed. <laughs> usually, <laughs> I'm in D.C., And in the before times, I would like go into the office every day (laughs) and I would sit at my computer and like beep boop for a few hours. And then, (laughs) well, you're still, you know, on your computer and beep booping for work. Yes. But I guess there's just not a long commute anymore. Nope. I feel like the days have their ups and downs. Like some days I would, you know, obviously want to work from home on a day like today where it's rainy. But also, there's something about the hustle and bustle that I think I miss. Yeah, I'm pretty much committed. I'm like, I don't ever need to go to the office again. (laughs) Well, then, I love that you're with your fam, spending time with them while working from home. So has Mississippi been your home for a long time? Or is that kind of a new situation? So this is actually the most amount of time I've ever spent in Mississippi (laughs) Um, because my parents moved here when I was in college, Um, actually the summer that I met Sky. Oh my gosh, (laughs) who knew? And since then, it's just been a roller coaster. I like (laughs) worked and then worked again and then studied abroad and then graduated, got a job, moved out, like... Um, so this is actually COVID is the first chance I get to like be here. Do you want to share a little bit about where you grew up and 
um, where you were before DC and before I met you? Yeah. Um, so people always are like, where are you from? And I'm like, I just get it all out. I just say, hey, um, South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia, and Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Because I've lived in lots of places. I mean, to some people, they're like, yeah, that's nothing. I like grew up in the military and I've lived in like four different countries. But to most people, they're like, whoa. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so I was kind of born in Richmond, actually. Wait, what? Did I know yeah. that? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> what? I am currently sitting in your town of birth? Yeah. It's a blessed place. Wow. My mom lived there for a while. She's funny about it. She's like, yeah, I've been to like Shaco Bottom. Like I used to go there and I was like, oh my okay. God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, I just recently learned what Shaco Bottom was. So... <laughs> I need to pick it up. Yeah. That's great. Okay. So you were born here and then. Then I just like went to pretty like immediately. Like I don't really remember growing up in Richmond. There's no memories of that. I like grew up in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. That's where I was like a baby. Okay. <laughs> and then I visited your high school town with you. Yes which was New Bern, North Carolina. <laughs> if you just like draw a line up the East Coast, it's like my life. <laughs> okay, so you've always been by, have you always been by the beach other than Richmond and now DC? Pretty much, yeah. Always been by the beach. And yeah, DC is a little sad without it. Yeah. What was growing up in North Carolina like? <sighs> North Carolina was great. Um, sometimes I still think it's like one of my favorite places. It was middle school and then first year of high school in North Carolina, but it was just really nice. Everyone was pretty friendly. I like had a good group of friends and as compared to like when I moved to Virginia, it was a very different reception than when I moved to North Carolina. So then you were in Virginia and then we met at George Mason University some of the best years. Were they the best years? <laughs> we learned something. We, learned. <laughs> we sure did. Why did you go to George Mason? Like what drew you to that school? And what did you think back then you would be doing now? And are you? This is probably going to be another shocker. But um, George Mason was the only school I got into. So I just went there. <laughs> <laughs> My truest hero. <laughs> wow, that? If you think about the universe telling you something, I feel like that was the, you know, most obvious sign <laughs> from anything in the world. <laughs> yeah, it all worked out. Um, but yeah, there was like, no choice. I was really weird about college. I was like, I don't care what it looks like. I just want to go to a school like based on its like credentials or whatever. And I applied to like all these fancy schools and like didn't get into any of them. <laughs> um, but my dad actually like made me fill out the application for George Mason um, like the night before it was due. And I was like, I don't want to go to school. 
I don't know. Like, what are you talking about? And then, yeah, I'm glad that he did. Oh my <laughs> God. That's crazy. Oh God. I hate thinking about like, what if your dad didn't make you do that? That's. Can you imagine? No. And I don't want to, honestly. So you went into school studying what? Government. I kind of like government. I was <laughs> um, freshman year. I was talking to my advisor and I was like, oh, you guys have this like accelerated master's program for government. Like, I think I can just do that. And <laughs> he was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I was very, I kind of like knew exactly what I wanted to do or like had an idea, I guess. Um pretty immediately I like declared my major freshman year I was like government this is it yay wasn't it isn't it government and international politics yeah I just remember from the PL quiz no big deal (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that quiz both shaped and ruined my life in every way (laughs) yeah I I feel like I fully moved on like I'm (laughs) through it I as 99.9% of people did, I, however, <laughs> really was glued to it. But I guess that kind of leads us to how we met. So we were Patriot leaders together, the orientation leaders. That meant that we led all of the orientations the summer going into our sophomore year. So we were babies. Oh, yeah. Like, why'd they let us do that? Unclear. <laughs> If you think about it, <laughs> we just arrived like that year. And we're like, let us tell you about college. We know it all. To think of where we were then and just to see <laughs> the growth that we had is like, honestly, a little insane. I must admit, I was thinking about the drama, the scandal of our summer. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, you, I mean, I guess... People should just know that if you put a bunch of college kids together, some stuff will go down. (laughs) And I feel like we were on mostly the outside of it, just being like, whoa, (laughs) like what's happening? I love everyone. (laughs) I was like, is this real? Are you sure this is, this is the thing? (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad that we became friends. I know we talked about this the other day, but I just have to share my initial thoughts of Michael Galfetti. Um, I loved him. (laughs) I was was in love with him. Um, And we lived in kind of different areas of campus. But, you know, there's that one dining hall that you see everyone you know and their mother there. And. I would always see Michael studying. You say you were eating cereal. I believe you. (laughs) I don't remember that detail. He always wore cute sweaters. I was obsessed. And let it be known, I had no idea who this guy was when this was happening. (laughs) That's rude, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) but yeah fine (laughs) I mean it's not like I went up to you ever I would just like tell my roommates like oh there's that there's Michael he's a PL too because we only had class what like 
every Friday. So I feel like we didn't even get to know each other that well till midway through the summer. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Which is crazy. I'll definitely be sharing some of our throwback uh, photos from that summer. (laughs) And what babies we were. It was great, though. I loved it. Yeah, I feel like it was the first opportunity to kind of branch out from like, you're like, okay, I'm going to college and you don't really know anyone or some people do, but, and you're like, all right, I need to find like a group that you have like latch on to like your roommate or like whoever is like the closest breathing somewhat okay person next to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you have to like find others <laughs> to either bring into your group or to create a separate group with. <laughs> so I had like my initial like these are the people that are on my floor. I was in like a living learning community because as Sky noted, I'm a nerd. I was constantly <laughs> studying. Did I note that? <laughs> I wouldn't say that about you. Oh wait, yeah, in the in the <laughs> dining hall, yeah, you were always like reading or studying. <laughs> I wasn't hanging with my friends. I was alone yeah. in the dining hall. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That's true. But anyways, yeah, that summer was like this is a whole new group of people. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And I, I feel like that gave us the opportunity to have friends and connections all around the university. It wasn't like only people in our major. It wasn't only people that I did theater with, or you lived with. It just opened us up to so many new people. And I mean, geez, <laughs> we still have friends from those years that we worked together in that office and like um, when would we ever be friends with them like we would never have run into them otherwise I feel like there's some really great people that we met and who I've loved following you know seeing them grow over the years and after college did you always know you wanted to end up in a bigger city uh, like DC or did that kind of just come naturally from being in the area That's a good question. I am not sure. I know I didn't really love DC when we were like going to school around here. I was like, eh, it's fine. It seems a little small. Um, I kind of, I guess, wanted to go somewhere new or like exciting or whatever. Um, And so I thought, I mean, I thought for a while I would like go to New York and try to live there. But then yeah, like just graduating and applying and being in D.C., it just kind of made sense to um, stay in D.C. And now, today, I like really like D.C. I'm kind of sticking it out. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I mean, you've been all around the city. You've been right outside of the city. You've kind of had a nice rounded experience. So you know what you like now and what you want to try next, I feel. Yeah. And part of leaving college and leaving all these people that you know and all these different groups that you're a part of is that then you're thrown headfirst into the workforce. And what was that like to, you know, get your first job outside of college and and move into the city and have those crazy changes? That was 
in crazy time because I like graduated and I was working my senior year actually at Coastal Flats. <laughs> Shout <very> out, <laughs> great American. <laughs> <laughs> Very popular restaurant scene. <laughs> I had graduated and was still working there. And I was like, I like had like a mental break. I was like, I can't keep doing this job. I went to college. I need to like get into the professional workforce. Like, I don't want to be a server. I don't want to, because they had just asked me to be a server. And I said, no, I just want to like keep busting tables. Mm-hmm. Um, and the woman there was like, you need to re-dye your jeans blue they are not not blue enough and I was like okay I'm not gonna do that um and I didn't do that and then she was like if you come here at like work again with these jeans like it's not gonna work and I was like so I was so stressed Uh, and don't know how to re-dye jeans and I didn't have a car and I had to like ride my bicycle to work and then my bicycle broke and I was like all right I had like the most dramatic like a letter or like a thing within our scheduling system like I'm done I can't I'm sorry goodbye <laughs> I remember that day I remember you text me I quit goes to last and I was like oh like what what oh you put in your two weeks he's like no I'm I'm never going back <laughs> I feel bad about that a little bit to this day but <laughs> y'all Y'all were fine. The gene dying thing. They Jesus. They put too much pressure on me. I was <laughs> like, I can't deal with that. It was already so much to get my things dry cleaned yeah. every day. <laughs> I mean, don't you feel like sometimes those moments to like just, I don't, like with your university pick, like sometimes those moments are meant to just push you. Maybe they have to push you over the edge to get you to where you're supposed to be. So then did you start, had you already been applying to jobs or did you start at that point? Yeah, I had already been applying and I was like talking to a temp agency. Um, So I had like some sense of prospect, but it really like put the pressure and the drive on to like find something. Um, And that's how I, like, it was very funny because I made, like, $15 an hour as a tiger at Coastal Flats. And my internship that I was offered also paid me $15 an hour. And I was like, I will say yes. I know that this works with my budget. Like, I don't have to change anything. <laughs> okay. So that was the perfect first step. And that, at that point, you lived outside of the city. So, right? That was the thing that changed. I didn't have to ride my bike anymore, but I did have to like commute two hours into the city. Oh my God. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. I feel like I'm remembering that now. After that job, is that when you moved closer to the city? Yeah. To Alexandria or mm-hmm. I, I was still, <laughs> it's fine. I don't live there anymore. His address is. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know. I just moved again. You'll never track me. (laughs) Oh, darn it. I actually worked at that place for almost two years. Um, So I went directly from like intern to full-time hire to like got a promotion. Um, And throughout that time, I moved from Fairfax, Virginia to Alexandria, Virginia. And I really liked Alexandria. Yeah. Felt a little more conservative. 
than other parts of the city, like where I live now. Okay. Um, un- undisclosed location. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure it out. <laughs> it's interesting how both of us, our jobs out of college while happening at different times, kind of, we did the intern or temp to a little bit of a promotion to a full-time job and how at our age, it seemed like that's just what you do. Like, did you feel at all like you, not that you had to, like, I'm sure you enjoyed it as I enjoyed working where I kind of moved up, but I feel like that's Uh, almost one of the things that's expected to join a company. Yeah. I didn't feel a super strong sense of like, I have to stay here. Mm -hmm. I actually... This is like, again, kind of like a fate and timing thing. So I wanted to leave my first job probably like a year in. Okay. I remember I was at in Mississippi for Christmas and I was working when I was supposed to be off and I was doing like insane things and like dealing with people in different time zones and like waking up and it was like just so inconvenient and stressful and I was given so much responsibility and I didn't have like really a lot of support from the company. Um, and so that was just like a terrible time. And then I felt like it didn't super line up with like my ethical values. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go. And I started applying to other places and used a lot of my like holiday time off to like put that energy into finding something else. And that led to the interview, which actually got me my second job, but it wasn't until six months later and it was at a different company. (laughs) That's crazy. So you stayed at that job for six more months, but it turned out that another job like opened up at that other company or how did you get reconnected with them? It was so funny because if you're out there and you're interviewing right now and like, you know that you killed the interview, like that's true. Believe, believe yourself, (laughs) even if they don't call you back, because I was so confident that I had this position locked down. Um, I did like three interviews with them. I did a writing test, did it all. And like all of it went really well. It's really positive, well received. Um, And it, but then I never heard from them. And I was like, sucks um (laughs) but it ended up that they wanted to hire me or two of the people there really wanted to hire me and the one person who had the final decision decided to go with someone else or like there was some kind of internal drama that led to me not being hired there yeah so then that person who wanted to hire me went and got a new job because she was like yeah i'm gonna go work where i can hire the people i want to hire um, and then reached out to me and was like, Hey, I want to work with you. And I was like, Whoa, that's so cool. <laughs> that is so cool. Wow. So sometimes I just love people and I'm like, okay, there's good. Like she obviously felt so driven to work with you and you were with them for a while, right? I'm still with them. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm still with that company. Yep. Wow. And do you still work with um, the person who hired you? Yeah. We don't work super directly, but yeah, we're, we're tight. 
That's awesome. That is so, that alignment also makes you kind of think about the universe and how things just click together. It really does. Like if you put it out there, it will come back to you. Yeah. I know that feeling though of being like, I nailed that interview or like, I nailed that audition. There's literally no one that is more suited for this part. And then you don't hear back like that, that feeling, it doesn't mean that you didn't nail it. It a hundred percent doesn't mean that you didn't do your best and perform extremely well. You're right. It's just, it's not, it's usually not even about you in the last seconds. You know what I mean? Like yep. there are so many different roads meeting and, oh yeah, no, I, I love that. I think that's a good reminder, especially if you're interviewing now and going through that process. Just trust yourself. You nailed it. <laughs> so you're at that same job right now. You're working remotely. What have the past six months looked like for you? Because I feel like, you know, it's it's something that we don't necessarily want to talk about, but the fact is lots of people's lives are are changing and, and routines are changing, jobs are changing through this time. So give us like a little peek into what you've been going through with um, with the pandemic and, and working from home now. It's not all bad, which I feel kind of bad about, but <laughs> there are there have been some silver linings. Like my current job was not very big on work from home and my last job was. So the floodgates are obviously open there. Um, (laughs) Like being able to work remotely and just like having more flexibility with the like work schedule and not always like being in the office from nine to six, which is a long time commitment. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that. I also have become a fitness nut. (laughs) fitness nut yeah i i've been running for like maybe a year now but in quarantine i'm like doing like 60 miles a month i remember when you started and you bike too right and you're a freaking yogi so wow yeah you are a fitness nut (laughs) that's a lot of miles yeah it's been a really good just like coping mechanism like there are nights and it's such a good stress relief where I'm just like I need to run like I will fit like even if I finish work at like 8 p.m I'm like nope going on a run can't Mm -hmm. you can't stop me (laughs) (laughs) I mean when it feels good and it's doing something good for your body and mind like I definitely know that feeling of being like, we're fitting it in and we know that we're going to feel so good after we do. Yeah. And I mean, that I feel like was a big lesson. It wasn't like a COVID inspired one, but like, I feel like when I unlocked the fact that like self care or like doing things that are good for you is actually work. I was like, Oh, That that makes so much sense because sometimes you really don't want to drag yourself out of bed to like put on your like nighttime cream or whatever. <laughs> like that takes work. It takes energy. But if you do it, you will feel better. And like mm-hmm. just getting that flow to work in my head and figuring that out was huge as far as like, yeah, this is how you can be happy. But like it takes a little bit of work. <laughs> That's so true. I feel like 
in this time in our lives, the words self-care and, you know, treating yourself are, are all floating around so often because we are dealing with really stressful things. Everyone is. And it, it sounds like it should be a really relaxing experience, <laughs> which it, you know, a lot of the times can be. Self-care can be so different for everyone, but you're so right that it's going to take a little effort yeah. like, <laughs> to make yourself feel better. And I feel like you're right. People talk about it so kind of willy nilly, like, you know, just have a self-care night, just, you know, tr- treat yourself, take care of yourself. Oh. But there's so much, there's so much more that goes yes. into it than just being like, I'm taking care of myself. <laughs> like if I'm sad, like that is so much energy you're asking me to like, create and put into me (laughs) it's not easy (laughs) that's the last thing you want when you need it is to like Mm -hmm. put work and energy into even the simplest thing going on a walk or listening to your favorite music or making a good dinner that's going to make you feel good yeah okay so you've learned about how to take care of yourself, what feels good. You've become a fitness nut. You mentioned liking working from home. So I guess that's kind of like a perfect (laughs) setup for you to, I don't know, be doing the work that you're still invested in and and interested in, but get to do it kind of on your own, um, on your own schedule almost. It, I feel like gives me more control. To me, it's actually easier to not look at an email like not check a text message or something than when someone is like directly in my face asking me to do something I literally cannot say no Mm -hmm. um (laughs) but if it's like electronic there's more wiggle room oh I didn't see it oh I you know (laughs) (laughs) which I doubt you do often but it is so hard to say no especially in a environment where you're working closely with your coworkers, you depend on each other. And sometimes a lot can be thrown uh, on your plate without you necessarily being fully game for it. Yes. (laughs) So we talked a lot about just your journey. I think the journey from what we expect from our college experience and then going through to where we are now after the fact, after having multiple jobs and seeing where we end up in the world, it just, the the little moments that kind of change our trajectory are so interesting to look back on and to kind of teach us and help teach others um, where sometimes our insecurities you know, weren't insecurities at all, but leading us to the the right place and the right time. So now we're going to play a little game. Oh, a game. I don't know if that's the right word. <laughs> I'm um, excited. I, I want it to be a game. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's a game uh, officially. Woo! And uh, just to learn a little bit more about you as a person and, you know, some of your stories and memories, I'm going to say a word and you have to tell us the first thing that comes to mind, whether that's, you know, a story or a favorite thing or, you know, whatever comes up into your little head. Okay. All right. I'm excited. What word is it? First one is donut. I knew it was going to be this one. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, he knows I'm going to say that. 
There are so many <laughs> memories of Sky and I in Donuts. I don't even know where it started. We have iconic donut photos. I mean, throughout the time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to think about when we... Um, <laughs> this is so dumb. This is something you do when you're in college. Um, oh, no. <laughs> we, <laughs> oh, wait. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> we're so excited about this new donut place to open in Washington, D.C. <laughs> that we got like dressed up for it it was like a themed event that only we knew about yeah. and <laughs> mm-hmm. we tried to dress like we were going to Coachella to literally stand in line for a donut <laughs> so done <laughs> and we had stayed up so late the night before and what time we had to like wake up at some ridiculous hour yeah like, we got up at like 4 a.m or yes something. The sun was rising and we were on the road, like ready for the donut. Yeah. And we stood in line with a bunch of strangers who also were like hype about this donut shop opening. We were <laughs> one of their first customers. That's insane. Yeah. Shout out to District Donut. It was, and honestly, it worth was it. So worth it. Like that. And they brought us donuts. They like walked out with a fresh batch of donuts for everyone waiting in line. Ugh. It was so nice. We looked awesome. District Donut, we accept thank you donuts in the mail. Thank you. Thank you. Um, (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Okay, next word is tree. Tree. Okay, I don't know how this one relates to this guy, but one time. It doesn't have to relate to me. (laughs) It's about you. Oh, well, this is. (laughs) <laughs> gonna be a, a new story for all okay <laughs> one time in like one of these big group circle facilitation <laughs> things that you do in college where everyone like talks about their feelings and get to know each other and you become closer as a group somehow we were talking about like spirit animals which I know is like you can't do that anymore um but this was in the past and I have learned and I'm sorry I apologize um (laughs) um but I said not kidding I said that my spirit animal was a tree why because you're grounded because they like (laughs) yeah I'm an earth sign and I'm very grounded and (laughs) just thought that you know they're living organisms and they stand the test of time and they're very sturdy i mean there are connections one could make but it was a weird thing to say at that you know yeah yeah i would see how that would be a little weird (laughs) but i mean maybe you know you can have like symbolism of trees in your life and and not necessarily have it be your your spirit animal also it's not an animal yeah, that was the biggest, the biggest um, flaw in my thinking at that time. Um. <laughs> that reminds me when, you know, like when you go to your college dorm and you're like with your hallmates, our RA had us sit around in a circle and, and share our name and our favorite dessert. And so, you know, me being me I was like my favorite dessert is fish food and everyone was like what (laughs) 
And I was like, fish food, the Ben and Jerry's flavor? Like, I thought everyone knew what that was, but apparently they didn't. Probably not the best intro. I didn't have any friends. I'm just kidding. But, like, what a weird kid. Yeah. I wouldn't take it back. I would still say it today. I don't know that I would still say tree. Next one, golf cart. That's two words. Oh, <laughs> so much fun. So this was like, people were truly envious <laughs> that Sky and I was somehow allowed, this is legal, for us to drive golf carts around campus. <laughs> Keyword, drive. <laughs> we were whipping across the lawn that our school didn't have um (laughs) looking so cool in our polos name tags we got supplies in the back like maybe some snacks some water what do you need (laughs) in the golf cart (laughs) it was (laughs) who who let us do that who decided that was cool i mean i don't know (laughs) Were you there when it crashed one time? I remember someone will not be named um, (laughs) (laughs) being associated with a malfunction at some point. Yeah, I was scared to ride with some people, I will say. So (laughs) riding with you was um, quite enjoyable. (laughs) I think we were pretty safe, you know? I'm a great golf cart driver, but once again, I do learn from my mistakes. Um, so as a, as a young and I did, um, once whip a golf cart so hard that I threw myself out of it. (laughs) I was the only person in the golf cart. I was just riding around having fun and I turned so hard that I, I flew out of the side of the golf cart. That's my biggest fear. Love golf carts, but falling out, I'm not interested in. I survived. You know, no one saw me. I just stood up and I got back in the golf cart and just drove it to its parking spot and said, I'm done with that for today. (laughs) The experiences that really shape us as people, I would say. The word is margarita. Yum. I don't actually have any memories of those, so I cannot. (laughs) I was kind of thinking of when we FaceTimed, like, near the beginning of quarantine with Juliet. Were you drinking a margarita, or were you drinking just straight tequila? No. I mean, I put some lime in it, so it's a margarita. (laughs) Is that your drink of choice? What would you say your drink of choice is? Yeah. I mean, I do love tequila. I want that on the record. Okay. (laughs) He loves tequila. He loves donuts. He loves golf carts. What What more could you want in a man? Honestly. Honestly. That sounds like I'm ready for retirement. Yeah. Take me to the villages. I what? will vote Biden. <laughs> oh, my God. Michael. Are we done? Did we do it? I think we might have done it. Thank you for being my first official guest on the show because, um, you know, we've been learning and growing alongside each other for a long time. A lot of the times you're the first person I call 
because I truly believe in you and I love you so much. So thank you for being on the podcast. Is there anywhere where you'd like to share um, where people can find you or keep up with your life? Yeah. If you want way more political news than you asked for, you can follow me at Spaghetti Galfetti on Twitter. I think you can also find me by that on Instagram. Boom. You know, who doesn't want a little more political than they asked for? Vote, everyone. Okay. Vote. <laughs> Vote. Well, thanks for being on the show. We'll have to have you back. I feel like we only scratched the surface on your life and all the exciting experiences that you've had so far. So we'll just have to stay tuned for that. Oh, I'd love to be back. This has been a joyous experience. Thank you so much for joining us on Beaming this week. If you'd like to follow along on this journey, you can find us at Beaming Podcast on Instagram. Please subscribe, leave a review if you enjoyed, and make sure to tune in next Wednesday. Thank you so much and have a great day.